This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Wednesday night. It's January 5th. It's the first AW Dynamite episode on TBS. It's also the first episode of the Kicking Out Podcast for 2022. Happy New Year to all the Kicking Out Podcast listeners and viewers out there. Paul, how's it going? Hmm. How was your New Year's? Uh, been a hectic start to the new year. The job has uh, brought a lot of uh, new changes that I'm on board for and slowly adjusting to. But uh, wrestling doesn't stop nonstop from start to finish. So uh, year's been a little rough so far to start, though. But uh, wrestling-wise, it's been good. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy show tonight. A lot to talk about. Wild ending there. Increased uh, care for Ray Phoenix. We'll just start off with that. Uh, thoughts and prayers up to him as we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but it looks like he probably broke his arm. Oh, I've been, I've been saying those stunts he does off of everything is going to catch up to him, and I think tonight was the night it finally did. And tonight wasn't really even his fault. No. He went through a table from Luchasaurus, but I wouldn't blame Luchasaurus either. It was just kind of nope. one of those accidents where he's trying to brace himself with his arm, and arm looked like it went in half or backwards so yeah i don't think uh anybody's at fault here it's one of those accidents happen and that was definitely an accident but i know how the wrestling world is so at some point luchasaurus will get blamed for it or tony khan will get blamed for it or somebody's gonna get blamed for this Ah, uh, well i mean the internet wrestling community can try all they want but you can't injuries happen it's part of the pro wrestling profession and um, uh, but, but like you said, the internet wrestling communities, um, I know I, I was going to say it's more negative than positive, but actually I think there's more positive out there. It's just the negative seems to be outweighs it at times. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You can have 500 people telling you good things. You'll have a thousand people telling you bad. Yep. I mean, um, we saw, uh, incident AW this past week with, uh, big swole and, and Tony Khan going back and forth on Twitter. Um, I guess, what were your thoughts on that, Paul? I mean, Big Swole, pretty much, for those who don't know, she came out and pretty much said how the companies wasn't giving women fair treatment and it wasn't giving uh, minorities fair treatment, pretty much. Yeah, I, I don't exactly know how I feel about this. Um, I mean, like you said, uh, 
she kind of came out and said this, but in my opinion, that's not seen. I mean, everybody always feels like they're being mistreated in any uh, wrestling job they have. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is at some point. And I even saw a tweet from or a, a message from Cody already talked in an interview, but I saw something that quoted Cody saying, you know, backstage, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth bickering, but it's the most team-like atmosphere I've been in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know enough of what happens backstage at AW to comment too much. Um, I kind of see where she's coming from, but at the same time, I see a few things that Cody, that Tony said in return. But one thing about Tony Khan, Big fan of him. I like the guy. He seems like a very nice guy. He's definitely a fan first. He doesn't always need to respond. But right. he does this also when it comes to the Jaguars, when it comes to his soccer club. Sometimes it's just better not to respond or respond a little differently than he usually does. But that's Tony being Tony, I guess. And a lot of the locker room came to his defense. But I think a lot of the roster – especially those of color and, and minorities kind of felt like they were being put uh, between a rock and a hard place because I don't think really yeah. they know, knew what to do. Right. Leo kind of had a knee jerk reaction on Twitter uh, calling Tony out, but then the next day or day after that sent out a tweet saying, look, Tony and I talked. Um, I forget who else was mentioned in his tweet, but they all talked. PR, PR I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they all talked. They all agreed. Um, they're on the same page. It's just both of them handled with a knee-jerk reaction. And sometimes, like you said, just don't respond at all. Yeah, right. And sometimes I see a Tony Tony Khan response to him like, ah, just kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Like, here, here we go. But, um, yeah, we'll see if anything else comes out of that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. But like we said tonight, uh, kicked off the TBS era. For Dynamite, uh, felt good to see wrestling back on the mothership on the Superstation. Uh, you know, I grew up watching WCW yeah. on Th uh, WCW Thunder on TBS. Uh, of course, I'm not old enough to remember the WCW programming before uh, Thunder, but I, I do I do recall Thunder. So it was it was nice to see it back on TBS tonight. It's okay, Tanner. We'll forgive you for not being a part of the Monday Night Wars. Hey, I was only for a little bit. Um, you know, towards the towards the latter part of it. So yeah, yeah, I was there for all of it. So yeah, uh, yeah it definitely uh, took me back to you know. I even sat there tonight, not even realizing that I had the remote in my hand with my thumb sitting on previous channel because that's what I used to do. I just used to flip back and forth. They'd go to a commercial break, I'd flip until the next commercial break and flip back. So yeah, and but of course, you know, we see picture in picture from uh, AEW. That was actually a thing. You could watch two different channels back right. then. So there were a lot of times you had one on picture in picture and the other on the full screen, and you watched both. Now, I, I know I've asked you this in the past, and but um, refresh my memory. Were you more of a WWF guy or WCW guy? Um, during the wars, the early parts, I was more of a WCW guy. Um, I became a WWE guy. I kind of hate to say it. I followed the bandwagon on that one. And as WWE started growing, I started moving over. Um, I got to watch Jericho wrestle on WCW. And then I got to watch him make his debut as Y2J right. against The Rock. 
Ooh. So by by ninety nine. Um, see, because I know we're off topic here, but this is always <laughs> I, I'm a pro wrestling fan, so this is right. fun to talk about. So, absolutely, in my, my opinion um, from you know studying, rewatching, and, and from remembering what happened, I thought the tide turned for WCW. Um, some want to say it was '97 Starcade with uh, Sting and Hogan, the whole debacle at the end. Others want to say it was '98. Starcade with the cattle prod and ending Goldberg's undefeated streak with Nash going over. I personally think it was 99, early 99, with the finger poke of doom. And on the same night as that, Shivani said that'll put put butts in seats in in, in saying that mankind was going to become world champion on, on Raw. I think that started the whole downfall of WCW. You know, I will go a lot of ways on this, but. Um... Personally, for me, um, it was the NWO split. When we got the NWO, we got the Wolf Pack, we got the black and white, we got the red and black. That's when it went downhill for me. Okay. Uh, as soon as it was no longer WCW and it was NWO on TNT, yeah, I, I lost interest. Yeah, I mean, I still watched as a fan, but ninety-eight was their biggest year rating-wise. And then starting ninety nine, they just couldn't recover. And then two thousand was even more of a train wreck. And then two thousand one, they're out of business. So, but anyways, uh, uh, tonight kicked off the TBS era of Dynamite. Now Rampage is still going to be on TNT, as are the quarterly specials, the Battle of the Belts, which uh, is this Saturday, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But the first ever uh, Dynamite match on TBS was the World Heavyweight Championship match. Adam, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. What do you think of this match, Paul? Just as good, if not better, than the 60-minute uh, draw between these two. Um, I like this one because it, it was a little slower paced. It didn't go the full 60 minutes, and we got both guys busted open. Friend of the podcast, Austin Shepard, texted me and said Vince Russo killed WCW. That's also fact. That is fact. Yeah. Good job, Austin. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very true statement. Um, yeah, I I uh, knew this was going to start the show, even though commentary said it was going to be a TBS <laughs> title because yeah. they've been advertising it on social media that this was going to be the kickoff tonight. So I don't know why commentary said that. And the graphic even set up next. I think it was just a production error. Keith Mitchell is now retired, so so you know uh, some new new people back there. Yeah, you uh, got to give the new production team a little bit of a break here. But they announced the three judges it was the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White. I thought one of them was going to be Max Caster. I guess he was just trolling everybody on Twitter. So earlier this week, he said he was one of the judges. It's Max Caster, of course. I he know. was trolling everybody. Come it. on, I fell for it. I, uh, but I was even like, if Max is going to be one of the judges, who are gonna, the other two going to be? Is there going to be a, 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 a baby face, a heel, and then a tweener? But <laughs> no, just three legends. So Three amazing legends. Um, yeah, this match back and forth. I mean, we saw Hangman went for a Lionheart moonsault. We saw Danielson. Danielson really had the advantage for the first half, I would say. I mean, he was being cocky, doing some jumping jacks like he did the first time around, drinking a bottle of water, 
as uh, Hangman looking a little winded. Hangman eventually got busted open, and he got – when I say he got busted open, he got busted open. He was showing big-time color. He had a crimson mask. But so did Danielson to follow suit in a little bit. And that was probably the most I've ever seen Brian Danielson bleed. Oh, I think it's exactly the most I've ever seen him bleed. Uh, love the storytelling in this match, though, as uh, Brian Danielson was working on Hangman's right arm specifically to take away the uh, buckshot lariat, which um, he got hit with the first time they matched up, but it was a little too late for Hangman that first go around. Um, towards the end of the match, uh, Danielson looked over to the judges and smiled. He began hitting Page with some very vicious stomps. He went for another flying knee because he already hit one during the match, but Page countered it and hit him with a power bomb. Page walked over to Danielson, and uh, then Danielson put Page into a leg lock. Page got out of got out of it by kicking out. Page began punching Danielson multiple times. Hangman then went for the buckshot lariat again, and this time he hit it for the one, two, three. So, fifty three days into his title title ring, Hangman finally gets his first win as AW champion. Yeah. Um, one thing that caught my attention, um, because there were points I was flipping Twitter, I was texting you, I was texting a few other people. Um, at one point I looked up before Danielson had gotten busted open and the way hangman's blood was, he seriously looked like he was wearing a cane mask because it just <laughs> stopped right here. So, I mean, it's just all red up here and then just, just the white. And I'm like, oh, it's Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so was, that was uh, kind of cool. That was um, two pretty bloody guys there. <laughs> great match. Yeah. I think the right guy went over. Hangman. It's yep. not, his, not his time to lose the title yet. Loss doesn't do Danielson any harm. No, not at all. Yeah, can now get him in a, in a new storyline. So, I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah, me too. So. Very fun opener to kick off the TBS era. Then we got a promo by the acclaimed talking about Sting and said they'd be releasing be releasing a new music video next week. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, this is true battle of the generations. Even Caster said so. He said, you know, oh okay, boomer, let me show you what our generation does. No, our generation should go out there and kick some butt. That's what. The best part of it was uh, Bowen's calling um, Darby Nightmare Before Christmas looking ass. So last year, <laughs> last week it was Chemical Romance, My Chemical Ram Romance. Now it's uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. What will be next week? Yep. <laughs> we then got, uh, we knew MGF was going to be in action, but we didn't know who he'd be facing. Uh, that turned out his opponent was going to be the captain, Sean Ding. Uh, the bell rang. CM Punk runs down to the ring. MJF leaves the ring. CM Punk's waiting for MJF to get back into the ring. CM Punk then hits Captain Sean Dean with the GTS. The referee calls for the bell, and Dean wins by disqualification. So MJF's record on the year 2022 is 0-1. He got his first loss at the hands of CM Punk. Then afterwards, these two went at it on the mic for a little while. Oh. Punk Punk told MJF that he will continue to do this until MJF fights him. MJF then begins to assault CM Punk. MJF says things got more personal when he compared uh, himself to Rowdy, 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 Roddy Piper, and you got mad. MJF tells Punk that Piper had talent and was talented enough uh, to headline WrestleMania unlike you. Punk then tells MJF if he believes the grass is uh, greener, 
then go there and main event night four of a buy one, get one extravaganza. And when he gets released, he'll be there waiting for him to kick his ass. Yes, I loved that line. That is uh, my favorite line out of the night. I even tweeted it to you or texted it to you just because I had to. It was perfect. I do like MJF keeps bringing up, you know, the 2024 contract, the bidding wars. He's bringing it into storyline. I really like that. Oh, absolutely. It makes you wonder, okay, you know, in 2024, are we going to get rid of MJF? I don't think so. Companies not going to go anywhere. No, I mean, they've given him the Dynamite Diamond three years in a row. Do you really think they're going to let him go in 2024? No. And he's one of the four pillars that Cody Rhodes supposedly hates. Um, was listening to an interview with him on Barstool Sports Wrestling podcast with Brandon Walker, and he said he hates that the four pillars because he said there's a lot more than just those four talents in AEW that are getting pushed. And and and, and he said, you know, Max just kind of created that. He didn't even didn't even float it by Tony Khan at all. So, right, and I mean, you know. Okay, I understand what Cody's saying. There is, there's a lot of talent, which we'll get to some of that talent later on tonight uh, in the podcast. But uh, you know, let's let's take it back. You know, four horsemen. That's kind of what Max is going with here. The, there was the four horsemen of professional wrestling. These are the four pillars of AEW. I sh- I sure thought the Pinnacle was going to go in that direction, even though there's five of them. And it, it I know in that direction. Totally even made it act, you know, that way when he was like, yep. yep. I'm like, oh, here we go. We nope. didn't have uh, Chris Jericho come out to cut a promo. Jericho, Jericho promotes, promotes Dynamite moving to TBS. Says the first time he's been on uh, TBS this uh, match against Booker T on Thunder. He said Booker T cheated to get that, that, mat, that the win. Um, He's smiling the whole time when he's talking about it. So Booker, don't take any offense to that. Uh, Jericho <laughs> says, Booker T. He, I know, I know. He, he's making his in-ring return. I forget what promotion it's with, but he is uh, coming out of retirement for a match. Okay. Uh, Jericho says he did not go out to save Eddie Kingston. He went out to attack 2.0. 2.0 then makes their way to the ring. Jericho calls them Terrence and Phillip, South Park characters. Yep. He uh, insults 2.0, calling them Squarehead and Pinhead. Uh, Jericho grabs Floyd, but Daniel Garcia enters the ring and, ring and tips attack Jericho. Jericho's ready for him. Jericho then gets attacked by 2.0 and Garcia. Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz come down for the save. Uh, there's going to be a six-man tag on Rampage. Eddie, Santana, and Ortiz versus 2.0 and Garcia. And I got to say, uh, maybe I'm a little late to the party here, but Santana's kind of uh, added some muscle to himself here recently. Yeah, he looks like he has. He didn't look that buff when he was, uh, you know, going against the pinnacle. No, no, I agree with you there. So. Okay. Glad it's not just me. <laughs> uh, we did see Adam Cole cut a promo saying that he knows Kyle O'Reilly did not mean to kick him last week. Cole challenges newly signed Jake Atlas, who made his AEW debut on Dark earlier this week, uh, challenges him to a match on Rampage. My favorite part of this whole part was uh, Kyle telling uh, Brandon Cutler to cut it, Landon. Yeah, especially since Brandon Cutler wasn't there tonight. Right. He and the Bucks are out for uh, pro- COVID protocol. So. Yep. Yep. So wish them a speedy recovery. Yeah, but I mean, it was still the nice way, you know, just to, even though Brandon wasn't there, like, oh, look, I can't cut a promo if Brandon's not filming it type thing. So it was a nice little uh, reference, at least. You know, Riley and Fisher wearing new Red Dragon um, 
t-shirts, which you can get on um, shopaw.com, which 20% off promo code is good through tomorrow. AW2022 is the promo code, which you can also get some KOP merch at Pro Wrestling Tees um, by using the promo code 2022. So 20% off through tomorrow. There you go. Go get you some KOP merch. Yep. We then got Antonio Zambrano versus Wardlow with Sean Spears. Sean Spears attacks Zambrano while the ref is ch- checking Wardlow's tights. Uh, Wardlow was not happy that Spears attacked him. Spears rolled Zambrano into the ring. Wardlow hit Zambrano with five power bombs, then pins him for the victory. Spears won the pin him after one. That's a recurring theme we're seeing week after week. I should mention, I meant to mention this when uh, MJF and, and Punk were going back and forth that Punk is going against Wardlow next week. Yeah. That'll be a tough match to watch because I'm personally a fan of both of them. So, me too. So, I I definitely think uh, Punk's going to hand Wardlow a loss, though. I do too, which his records uh, now with tonight's win 40 and 6 in AEW. So, okay. So, yeah, loss ain't going to hurt him. And usually his losses are to big time opponents. Yeah. We then get the uh, first ever TBS championship finals between Jade Cargill with smart Mark Sterling against Ruby Soho. This match went about how I thought it would go, um, especially when they showed a shot of Jade's daughter in attendance. Yeah. Um, Jade really went to work on Ruby Soho's left arm um, during the match, but Ruby just kept fighting back with one arm. So we see uh, um, smart Mark Sterling get, kicked out to the back of the ring. We saw Mercedes Martinez make her way out and get in the face of Ruby Soho. That was early in the match. Um, but Thunder Rosa ran down and began attacking Martinez. They started fighting and went off screen. Um, Cargo had control until Mark Sterling really got kicked out. Um, we saw Ruby hit no future, went for no, the move no future and went for the pin, but Jade kicked out too. Uh, they're both on the ropes. Then Cargill hit Jaded on Ruby Soho from the second rope for the one, two, three to become the first inaugural TBS champion. Yeah, I was rooting for the Hoosier, but I knew how this was going to go, unfortunately. Um, does set up for a very interesting storyline with Ruby because um, we'll get to it here in a little bit. This is twice now. She can't get the big victory. She could mm-hmm. get all these victories but she cannot get the big one. So I'm interested to see what happens with uh, Ruby going forward. Yep. And she's heavily featured today on Ethan Page's vlog. With, oh. Uh, they went to Bucky's because she lost a a bet, a competition those two had ongoing for the last few months. So go check that out if you've never watched Ethan Page's vlog, as he called it. Not vlog, vlog. Vlog. Uh, go subscribe on YouTube. It's really entertaining stuff. And after you watch it, you're going to be like, Man, he plays an ass and a great heel on TV, but I got to like this guy. So, Yep. Yeah, I'm still hoping he responds on Twitter. He uh, did a shout-out that he's never gotten a chance to dedicate a song on the radio. And, well, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a guy that can make that happen. Well said. We then get a, a pre-taped backstage interview, uh, sit-down interview, Jim Ross interviewing Serena Deeb. Deeb talks about her feud with Akira Shida and says she told Tony Khan that she demanded a match with Shida. I don't know about you, Paul, but Jim Ross is so good at these pre-taped oh, interviews. Man. And I, I like hearing him back on commentary the last couple of weeks, so don't get me wrong, but I think this is where he belongs, is doing these pre-taped interviews, because that's his bread and butter. 
Absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong if he steps away from commentary and we get a uh, couple pre-taped interviews a month. This way he doesn't have to do it every single week. I know he'll still be there every single week doing stuff behind the scenes, but I, I definitely like him doing these pre-taped interviews. Like you said, he's absolutely fantastic at it. And it doesn't matter who he's interviewing. It could be somebody who has no mic skills whatsoever. JR will make it good. Yep. Yep. It was just a really good uh, interview. And, and Serena Deeb came off as a great heel. So uh, furthering that storyline with Sheeta. Yeah. We then get a match between Brian Pillman Jr., who's accompanied to the ring by um, his stable mate, Julia Hart, against Malachi Black. This match goes pretty much how you think, pretty much kind of in a way a squash match, I guess. I mean, Pillman did get a little offense in, but it ends up with Malachi ending it with the fade to black. After the match, Malachi goes back into the ring. He walks over towards Julia Hart, who is wearing an eye patch from getting missed a few weeks ago. She's checking on Pillman. Then we see the Lucha Bros come out, goes dark, and then Malachi's on the ramp. And the Lucha Bros are in the ring. Yes. So I don't know. As I analyzed Malachi a little bit more and his uh his tease from earlier this week where he said second of three, I'm wondering if he's just meaning the varsity blondes. Because I mean he took out Griff, now he took out Pullman. The only one left standing is Julia Hart, and she's you know, Julia Hart. And he kind of already took her out by taking her eye out. So Yeah, but I, I still know. don't think she was the intended target with the way he was aiming. I think it just kind of blew that way, and they ran with it. He's one of the most interesting stories in AEW because he just teases things every week, and it's hard to figure it out. And, I mean, the lights going out is a tease within itself. Yeah. So, and, and, and that wasn't the last time we saw the lights go out tonight, which... Yeah, I don't think it was intentional the last time we saw it, but, you know. Oh, I think it was. Oh, you do? If you remember the night he debuted, the lights went out in the first match of the night. Yeah. And then they went, because then they they even said, because when commentary brings Mentions it, up, it. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah, because that point. one was down in Miami, I believe, and commentary yeah. said, oh, we've had some storms in the area, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So... Which yeah, they I, had. I, I looked at the radar. That was truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think because when, when it happened, the main event, I was like, "Oh, go here we go! It's going to be him and Pack, or him and a debut and Brody King, and they're going to beat up the Lucha Bros." And the lights came back on. Nobody was there. So yeah, it was kind of another tease, like, huh? Like they're they're setting this up for something. The crowd even got excited when the lights went out because I mean, you know, a lot of times lights go out, there's no crowd reaction. There was a crowd reaction, so I uh, I appreciated that from them. Uh, tonight's main event was the AW World Tag Team Championship match between the Jurassic Express with Christian Cage against the Lucha Bros with Alex Abrahantes. Uh, fun match. Uh, well, I mean, man, how talented are these four guys? Absolutely. No matter what, the, these guys, the four of them, absolutely fantastic. I look forward to a long career for all four of them uh and hopefully phoenix can stop injuring himself i was gonna say phoenix <laughs> has, has been bitten by the injury bug for the last year um not non-stop tonight's probably the worst one um, I, I hope i just hope it wasn't as bad as it looks but yeah um my favorite spot of the match was 
when he and Jungle Boy bounced off the ropes and did those. Um, it wasn't a DT. It was uh, kind of like an Irish whip. Yeah. And then stood up. That was just athleticism at its finest. Perfect timing, athleticism, everything. It was just smooth. It was great. Um, towards the end of the match, we saw, and we've, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, we saw Luchasaurus choke slam Phoenix through a table. Phoenix landed horribly and more than likely broke his arm. Jungle Boy went for the kill switch. Pinta attempts to counter, and by trying to counter, Jungle Boy went for the roll-up and pins him one, two, three. The Jurassic Express are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. After the match, we saw Jungle Boy's mom and sister crying in celebration. Then we saw multiple tag teams come out by the entrance area and watch Jurassic Express celebrate. They show Malachi Black watching from some seats. Uh, we saw Chris Jericho watching from club seats. We saw Santana and Ortiz watching from club seats. And then the show went off the air. What did you think about that ending of the show? Well, um, first off, I it probably took me a good 10, 15 seconds to realize that Jurassic Express had just won because I was still like bent over trying not to throw up from watching Phoenix's arm. Yeah, the replay was bend. awful. The replay Ooh. was awful. The replay was right on his arm the entire time. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it was interesting. Um, it's a new year. We've got new tag champs. Records are wiped clean. So nobody really is number one contender right now. I, I liked the guys in the seats, even though it was kind of weird for Malachi to be up in the seats. But I liked all the right. guys in the seats looking up and stuff. But I wasn't sure about all the teams being together on the on the entrance ramp. I didn't really care for that much. Most of them were heels, though. Yeah, that's true. So I kind of can see that. More of what you saw sprinkled through was baby faces, uh, apart from Malachi Black, which let's admit it, they tried to make him a heel. He's still a baby face because the fans love the man. I uh, I was wrong. I thought this was the night we were going to see Christian Cage turn heel. I'm still sticking to it. It's going to happen in 2022. It's happening because we're going to get him versus Jungle Boy eventually. And may- maybe now he costs them their titles eventually down the road, and that's how we get to it. Um, but it's going to happen eventually. I'm sticking to my guns. But I do think tonight that it was planned all along for Jurassic Express to win the titles. But I'm not so sure if that was the planned finish or if that was a little bit of a hurried finish because of the injury spot. I'm not I'm not sure because they did need right. some time for all those teams to come out and do those shots. So I don't know. I, I, it's probably something we'll never really find out unless, unless SRS has the scoop from Fightful. Yeah, well, he might. He's yeah, probably he's already working on that somewhere hidden. In the biz, so. Yeah, he's probably quickly typing away, making phone calls, figuring out, you know, what's going on with Phoenix. Was it uh, – set up to be that way or was this kind of a fly by your seat finish mm-hmm. so i don't think he'll officially say it though because he's good at doing the cryptic stuff where you think you know the answer but then it's wrong uh, <laughs> but yeah i uh i think i think it was they were gonna win but i think the way the finish happened was a little quicker than they anticipated because Luchasaurus didn't get back into the ring. We didn't see a double-team finish from Jurassic Express like we normally do. Um, and Jungle Boy didn't lock in his um, submission move. I can't think of it. Snare the- trap. Thank you. Yep. Um, we didn't see the normal things we see in a Jurassic Express 
finish for a match. Maybe that's because they were winning the titles. Uh, but I think some of it was kind of improvised. And AEW loves to do a roll finish. Yeah. Um, but this is the go to. You know, the going back to Luchasaurus not re entering the ring, I thought at first, until I saw Phoenix pointing to his arm, I thought he took the brunt of it because it looked like his stomach. That was a, a bad crash landing through the table for his stomach. But then right when I saw Phoenix point to his arm, I'm like, oh, God, he hurt himself bad. And then that replay, I'm like, yep, he broke it. And then uh, right after yeah. the match was over, Pinta went out of the ring and went to check on him. Yep. And um, I'll admit it, I stream. I don't have cable television like you do. So I'm about 40 seconds behind you normally. But then in Malachi's match, my TV froze for about a minute and a half, two minutes. So I was behind. So you had texted me. Phoenix broke his arm. And that replay. <laughs> so I was watching for it. Because uh, when he did it, it was the Tope Suicida right out of the ring. I was like, okay, nope, it wasn't there. Because he got right back up. So the moment I saw Alex drag over that table, I went, oh, no. But yeah, I knew it was coming because of being behind, which I hate to admit, but, you know, it happens. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's part of, I mean, cutting the cord. A lot of people are in the same position as you, but I feel yeah. bad. You should have let me know. Hey. No, um, no. I, 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 that's, that's on me. I like that because then I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you you'll eventually catch up to where I'm at, and you'll realize yeah. I'm behind, based off of when I text you something. Yeah, like I text you, um, women's opening the oh, yeah. Yeah, show man. as yeah. they were getting ready to say yeah. up next. I'm like, well, yeah. guess I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I can, uh, I can live with this finish. I can live with. Jurassic Express having gold. I still don't think Christian's going to turn though. No, uh, no Marco because he's still no on Marco. the voice. The voice, I believe. So he's going to win it all just for Tanner. Hey, I would be happy for the guy. He's he's a talented musician. He's so. going to have a multi-million-dollar contract, and he's never going to look at uh, AAW again. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it didn't feel right for Jurassic Express to win the title without him by their side. That is true. That is true because they did come in together. Yeah. And then he disappeared and they replaced him with Christian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Definitely. at least we got somebody of normal height yeah. with Christian. Um, <laughs> happy for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to get yeah. gold, especially Jungle Boy. I think it's the first of many titles he'll win in AEW. And Luchasaurus has been um, through, through the ringer so many years. I mean, he was in NXT and got cut. And then uh, Lucha Underground. So. Um, yep. Good to see him get finally get some gold as well. Yeah, and I texted you something this week, and um, I want to put it on the podcast because I want to see what people think, see if they think kind of the same lines I am. AEW is based a lot around those old school wrestling fundamentals, and in those old school wrestling shows, we didn't see a lot of tag teams break up, and this dawned on me because I was flipping through Facebook and I see AJ Styles takes on his former tag partner on Raw and I'm like what? They already broke up? I mean as growing up watching WWE if you weren't familiar with WCW or you didn't know a lot of the older shows you're used to a team gets together they break up within six months 
AEW's done more like those old school shows where it was five, six, seven, eight years that a tag team would be together. Or sometimes their entire career, they would be together, never break up, never go on singles runs. I think we're going to see more of that within AEW. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, uh, we've seen the pinnacle in inner circle. I mean, there's still factions, but they've been going their separate ways um, in singles action and stuff. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. I could see it. I mean, I could see him staying with Luchasaurus even when Christian eventually turns heel because it is happening, Paul. And uh, Jungle Boy and Christian. Because it's got it's got to go full circle. Remember at Double or Nothing, Christian got in Jungle Boy's face after he eliminated him, but then he said, good job, kid. So it's yeah. going to come full circle. I think they'll just have a, a a kind of butt heads moment. They'll have one match. Whoever wins will win. Probably Jungle Boy. And Christian will go, okay, you know what? I'm okay with this. Let's go back to Jurassic Express. Could be. Time will tell. Time, Time will tell. Time will tell. So uh, Battle of the Belt, uh, we got Rampage coming up Friday and Battle of the Belts coming up Saturday. Uh, Rampage, we got uh, 2.0 and Garcia versus Eddie Santana Ortiz. We got Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. I don't remember what the other match is on, on Rampage. It's a women's match, I believe. Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Riho. But Riho and Britt are going to get uh-huh. the class of champions. Yep. Oh. They're doing it 24 hours before oh, those two go in singles action. Well, it was at the tail end of them announcing Rampage. They like they did that and then switched straight to Battle of the Belts, talking about Britt and Riho. And then we get Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Gar- Guevara in the rematch for the TNT Championship. Cody, two weeks in a row, now on Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question for you. It's mm-hmm. Battle of the Belts. Every mm-hmm. belt is supposed to be defended. Who's Jade taking on Saturday? It's it, it's only two title matches. It's only an hour long. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I should pay uh, attention. No, it's it's. It, you would think by the title by the title of the match, every title. Be, no, it's only two two matches. It's the women's title match and then TNT title. Okay, so who is Jade Cargill's first opponent? Then let's put it that way. <laughs> Chris Statlander, maybe. Okay. All right. I, 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 I need I need to look at the rankings because now the TBS title is going to be in the rankings. Well, kind of, because remember the TNT doesn't focus on the rankings like the AEW title does. So right. if they do the same type of thing, you know, who knows? Because, yeah, they got to redo that entire list before next Wednesday because the top two contenders are out. I think come Saturday, both champions defend their title. I think Brett beats Rio. I think Cody beats Sammy. And I think Cody's next point opponent will be Scorpio Sky, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think Sammy wins. Uh, I think there's too much drama and controversy around Sammy right now. And I think that's part of the reason he dropped the belt. Well, and you don't want this belt going back and forth in three weeks all the time. No. I I get people are tired of Cody and Cody being a three-time champion. But, I mean, Sammy did beat the powerhouse that was Miro and then had five title defenses. So he had a pretty good little run. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, 10's the record held by Cody. Yeah. So So, we'll see. Yeah. 
grading rating for the match or rating for the. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a grading. How about that? We'll okay. give it a solid. Um, I'm going to do seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. I'll do a seven. Okay. I was thinking six point five, but I'll do a seven. I mean, I brought I thought, you up. Thought the matches were good. I mean, did have a yep. couple squash matches in between there. A lot of promos. Um, Jurassic Express win was fun. I just and injuries happen, but it was just the Phoenix injury just kind of distracted everything else after that moment for me, and that's the main thing I'm concerned about coming out tonight's his his health and well being. Yeah, and actually that main event is exactly what changed my score because going into it, I was at a solid seven. Yep, and Phoenix. Actually, no, I was at a solid, okay, it evened it out, I guess I should say, because I was at a solid seven, seven and a half. Phoenix dropped it for me, Jurassic winning, brought it back up. Gotcha. Yep. I can't do math in my head right nah, now. It's, it's late. It's, late. <laughs> it's late. I've been up way too long. Yep. And uh, this is only pop for the day. I'm cutting out pop, so hey, that's good for you. you. Know. <laughs> I, did I did that years ago and haven't looked back. So because yeah, if you, if you can stay with it, eventually you'll find other substitutes for sugar or caffeine or whatever it is that you, that you need. So yeah, I've uh, I switched to black coffee, oh, which it it's there today. It helped out a lot because you know it's freezing cold outside it here in Indiana. <laughs> that's an understatement. Uh, wrestler of the night for you. Oh man. Um you know what? I'm gonna go Phoenix just because he puts his body on the line every single time. Thoughts are with him as he uh recuperates during this. We're gonna lose Lucha Sor- or Lucha Bros again as they were building Steam again, even with the Jurassic Express picking up the belts tonight. I think there was a few other good storylines. Sure. Uh, Malachi versus uh, or then Malachi Black and a, a partner of his choosing Death Triangle take it on the House of Black. I think all that was being set up, and now it's kind of getting pushed back again. Yeah, if, if Brody King's coming into the company, though, they're going to have to pivot and, and get him into a storyline because I don't think they can wait too much longer for that. No, and I think the light's going out. It was setting up. Yeah. House of Black. We'll just sure. call them the House of Black versus the Lucha Bros. I think you're right. Now we've been swerved. What do we do? Well, if if Pack isn't in the House of Black, you have to bring him back and pair him with Penta. But if he is in the House of Black, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Smalakai's yeah. too hot right now to take him off TV for an extended period of time. Oh, I think you could probably take him off for a month or two and he'd be fine. I don't think he wants to be off for a month sure. or two. I think it'd probably scare him from where he just came from. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think they'll come up with something pretty quick, even if it's just Malachi in a bunch of squash matches. I'm still okay with that. Um, Austin Shepard says Briscoe's jumping the AAA title picture since the Lucha Bros are out. Ooh, because you compare them against FTR. FTR's got the AAA yep. titles. That's yeah, how you can get the Briscoes into involved too, because I think they're coming soon. I keep oh, saying yeah. that, but I mean, a lot of the Ring of Honor, con- a lot of the Ring of Honor talent are officially free agents now since the um, 2021's over. Um, yep. There are some that still have contracts through March, but not too many. 
um, that brings me to my, uh, I got a few questions for you here. Okay. Connor was in an interview with somebody on iHeartRadio and the guy pretty much asked him if, if there's a dream signing out there, if, if his dream signings in North America and, Tony Khan said, yeah, his dream signing is a wrestler in North America and that they're coming soon. Any speculation on that? Because last time he did this, it was Christian Cage. I know. It was a dream signing of Christian Cage. It was the dream signing of CM Punk. It was the dream signing of Brian Danielson. It was the dream signing of Adam Cole. I'm getting tired of hearing dream signing. As long as it's not Ric Flair or, oh, God, now I can't even think of his name. Well, the only reason. Alberto Del Rio. Uh, if that as happens, long as it's not those two, I'm fine. If it, especially Alberto, if that happens, I uh, it will for me to defend. Yeah, Tony on a lot of things. Um, uh, Ric Flair. The only thing that worries me there, I didn't even think it was a possibility until Andrade in a re, in an interview lately kind of hinted something about Flair. So I don't know. Um, but outside those, I just don't know who would be a dream signing. Would would Gargano be in that category of a dream signing? Would Keith Lee be in that category of a dream signing? How about uh, Wyndham Rotunga, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt? Mm-hmm. Since he said they're coming, could it be a tag team? I, I don't know. Maybe it's the Briscoes. Could be. Could it be Killer Cross, uh, EC3, and Adam Scher? I don't mm. know. I don't know. I, I hope it's not Adam. Uh, no. But that, that's for a whole nother set of reasons we won't get into tonight because, you know, we tried to keep this under an hour here. I see I see. Adam is teaming with uh, Redbeard, which was formerly Eric Rowan, against uh, um, Bully Ray and Enzo Amore at, at some event coming up soon. God, I just can't picture Bully Ray and Enzo Amore on a tag team. I know. They're so opposite of each other. I know. But that shows the talent that Bully Ray is. He'll yeah. take anybody under his wing and make it look good. So, yeah, Tony's uh, teasing more signings. So, you know, I'm just getting bigger and bigger. I'm just going to say it. I know it's dead wrong. It's never going to happen. Marty Scroll. Yeah, it's dead wrong. It's never going to happen. I, I know. I know. But he's in the Mexico area. So he's still technically in North America. That's true. Just barely, but he's still in North America. I think that would get more backlash than the flare. Maybe Unfortunately, not as much as Alberto, but no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he's talking. I mean, because unless I don't know, I don't know about Sami Zayn's contract. I have no idea mm. there. But mm. not Kevin Owens. It's no big talent. I don't think for WWE. I can't think of anybody's contract coming up. I don't, nope. I don't know. I don't know. William uh, Regal. Well, he is available now as of today. So is the Road Dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, why I threw his name out which, there. Which, honestly, God, William Regal would be a great addition for uh, oh, be a coach and trainer. God, yes, he would be. Yeah, well, that's stupid that they let him go. Um, yes. So uh, uh, I just realized you never gave your wrestler of the night. I didn't. You're right. I'm just talking all over the place. Um, you could go with uh, you go with Hangman. You could go with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. But I'm going with Jade Cargill, the first okay. ever TBS champion. She's 23 and 0. According to um, to according to K, there hasn't been a streak like this in wrestling since Goldberg. Now I wouldn't go that far, but that's what he said. Right. Um, yeah. This yeah. Is, it's gonna be a big year for her. Well, see, here's the difference between Jade and Goldberg. She can do more than three moves. 
and her 23 no is a legit 23 no. Goldberg yes. would be like 98 no, and then a week later it'd be like 114. Yeah. You know, it's like nobody kept count. They just, yeah, they just exactly. He wasn't wrestling that many house shows either. No, no, there was like one house show a week, maybe two if you were lucky. So he could have gone from 98 to 100, but that was as high up as he was going. Uh, the other thing, uh, TK broke some news on on Barstool's wrestling today that Beach Break is taking yes. place in Cleveland in January. Yeah, Cleveland in January. You're yeah. not wearing a bikini. He's like, there are beaches over there by Lake Erie. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Lake Erie. I I've been to uh, Cleveland once for a Broncos Browns game and the stadium's right by Lake Erie and the wind was it's whipping frozen. that day. It was in October and it was one of the coldest walks of my life. Yeah. Cleveland's just frozen right now. So especially January 26th, it'll I, be frozen. I'm a Cleveland fan and I'm going to tell you it's frozen, yeah, Tony. I don't understand. I mean, I guess you have to do beach break at some point, but I, I don't, I, I just, I don't really understand the placement. Oh, bringing warmth to the cold time of year. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying know. to come up with something here. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. He did also say double or nothing is going back to Vegas this year, which we all assumed. Good. And he said they're finally getting on the West Coast around double or nothing time. They'll have their first dynamite on the West Coast. Good to hear. Which is, Good to is hear. exciting because the uh, uh, dynamite is back in the eight o'clock PM Pacific time slot. So it's just beginning right as we're talking right now on the yeah. Pacific coast. So it's not live anymore, which I think really impacted the ratings when it was live at five up there. Yes. Yes, it did. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens though. Yeah. We've had, we've had a lot to talk about tonight. A lot. To discuss. <laughs> I mean, it's a big week for AW. I mean, we had Dynamite yeah. tonight rampage coming up Friday and then the battle of the belts on, on Saturday. Yep. Yep, lots to lots to go over next week too. We might have to cut down how much we cover on Dynamite so we can get yep. in Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Yep. Uh, well, right. maybe not with Battle of the Belts because I forgot it was only two matches. Yeah, I mean there might Assuming. be some other things, but yeah, it's two <laughs> two two matches out. At least be you got to think twenty minutes each, at least from the Bojangles Coliseum in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, um, I can't think of really anything else. I'm sure there's other stuff I could that we'll about, think but, of as soon as we but, uh, hit end broadcast. I want I want to make sure to give you 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 wanted to talk oh about yes a uh, referee in the wrestling organization that you're a part of. So yeah, and he wasn't years. he wasn't just only um, part of Functified Wrestling Federation. Ref Randy was a part of several different wrestling indie wrestling organizations throughout northern indiana he was from goshen great guy fan favorite everybody absolutely loved him he uh unfortunately passed away monday unexpectedly um 61 years old it's crazy to think he was born in march of 1960 so he uh he still had plenty of time left in front of him he took good care of himself he was a delight to be around um when I walked backstage for the first time, you know, he, no hesitation, welcomed me with open arms, talked to me as if I'd been part of the company for 50 years. And 
he was just the first one to tell you hi, the first one to tell you bye. He would interact with the fans. He loved the fans. That's why he did it. So um, our thoughts and prayers go out to Ref Randy's family as they're dealing with this. And uh, hang in there, you guys. You'll get through this. And Ref Randy, take it easy and make sure nobody's cheating up there in the big ring in the sky. Yeah, well said, Paul. Said I, I, I didn't know him, but he sounded like a good guy from everything you just described. So thoughts Absolutely. and prayers to his family and friends for sure. Um, Absolutely. Anything else you want to plug or talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, FWS coming to Columbia City this Saturday. Uh, going to be out at the fairgrounds. Uh, doors open 6 o'clock, bell time 7 o'clock. You still got time to get tickets if you reach out to me before uh, Friday afternoon. We can get together, get you some tickets, and uh, get you second row for the show. It's going to be a good show. It's a packed show, as always. Um, Blast Off is our event name for Saturday. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. Lots and lots of action. Going to be a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, so, I'm looking forward yeah, to that do, one. Do um, the other two guys in the match, do they have managers? Uh, no. They so do Scott, not. Scott already has an advantage. Scott already has an advantage in this uh, triple threat match, as it will be uh, Scott Alexander, Damian Easterday, the current cruiserweight champion, and Balder. It didn't Scott just have that belt? Uh, he did. He did. We, we're not going to get into uh, any of that. Short ring. Short ring. Damian cheated. Okay. All right. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, lots of uh, lots of wrestling still coming up. If you're a wrestling fan, it doesn't have to be just AEW or just WWE. Oh, you you can be a fan of all wrestling. Gotta support independence. Exactly. Um, lots of local talent has been featured on AEW and will be again in the future. So sure. all those squash match guys, believe it or not, are on the indie circuit right now. Yep. So. Looking forward to that, and uh, I guess, Tanner, if you don't have anything else, that's going to do it for this episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. If you're still listening, drop some teas in the chats for Tanner, some peas for Paul, and uh, join us again next week as we kick out another podcast. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts each and every week, and if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a like and a review. That helps us out a lot, and we greatly appreciate that. Don't forget ProWrestlingTees.com. You've got till midnight on the 6th to use uh, promo code 2022 to score 20% off all KOP merchandise. So uh, follow us on all social media at KickingOutPod. Follow Tanner Lee at TannerLee92 and myself at PaulZartman921. And join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>